What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash featuring Naila Harvey. She's a book coach and author. I met Naila on Instagram. I saw her, I was looking for something and came across grammar and punctuation. I actually listened to her podcast, which is all sorts of things on writing and tips and grammar and punctuation. Really cool stuff. And so I wanted Naila on the podcast so that we could talk about what does it mean to write? What does it mean to become an author? And she gives some really great tips for aspiring authors. So let's get this episode started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Conversations with Ask Ash, Season 1, The Trailblazers. And I'm so excited for you to hear my friend, Naila Harvey, Millennial Book Editor. Naila, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you, Ashley. Hello, lovely people, lovely writers. Uh, lovely authors, all of my people who are out there with the words. Hello to you. Shout out to the word community. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I'm just so I'm just truly excited to have you on. Naila, we've been talking off and on throughout the summer. And I just have um, a heart for people who are able to craft words, have them on paper, and they come to life and they impact mm. people's lives. Mm-hmm. So I really want to dive in. The first question is, did you always know that you were going to be a writer, excuse me, an author? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you always know that? I did not. I did not. And then I did. When I was younger, around five or six, maybe even younger than that, I used to start writing letters to my parents, just letters around the house. I was that girl very dramatic, very (laughs) just with the words. Um, My younger brother, his name is Nehemiah. We call him Maya. I would write letters to my mom and say like, you know, mom, I understand that I'm in trouble, but what you don't realize is that Maya lies too. So if I'm in trouble, then he should be in trouble. And it's like, girl, just take your defeat and sit down. So I was definitely always writing always writing, but I didn't know that I wanted to make a living with my words. When I was younger, you know how some people say, I I always wanted to be a lawyer or I I always wanted to be a doctor or whatever, whatever, whatever. My thing was, I always wanted to be successful. I didn't know what that looked like. I I had no idea. I went into college, I think as a computer science major. And then when I got there, I was like, "Mm, this is not it. Uh, I, I changed to maybe econ and then it changed to psychology. And then I settled on sociology, which I still love. So bachelor's and master's in sociology. But while in college, uh, my friend said, hey, to pick up some cash on the side, do you want a tutor? So my my love for teaching was sort of like sparked in college. And from then, uh, teaching has shifted to writing, which has shifted to teaching again, teaching authors how to write. So that's kind of how that started. It's a long answer to your question. No, but that's really good because our stories are made up of so many different experiences. And so I think it's really powerful that you know, you knew when you were like really, really young, like, okay, I have this thing for words, right? Mm -hmm. But into being a journey of being a millennial book editor, would you say that you want to like pinch yourself like I'm here because I was reading and doing uh, some research and you are uh, a published uh, published author, 10 books. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. I don't know that I would pinch myself. 
I don't know that I would pinch myself and say I'm here just yet, but you ask how, and the, the simple answer is blindly. I just, I just did it. That's a part of my personality though. When I mm. set up, set up my heart or set my desires or something, I just feel like I must do it. And what happened was I was living and teaching English overseas in South Korea and my family and friends, they would ask, some of them will ask me the same questions. Like, what are you doing over there? What are you eating? How is it? Tell us all about it. And my thing was, I couldn't, I, I just got tired of saying the same thing to many people and I couldn't answer all of the emails and the DMs. I think Facebook was just, you know, just around popping at that time. So I said, you know what? Let me figure out a way to really share my story with more people at the same time. Because me telling people individually, uh, it's just not going to cut it for me anymore. So let's just let's just write a book. It, it really came to me that organically. So I wrote the book. I published it in it in 2013. The first book was titled uh, Soko Diaries, South Korea Diaries, Soko Diaries, and a, what was it? Uh, an American girl. Listen. I forget the name of the book, but it's on Amazon. So basically a black girl living and teaching in South Korea. That was um, the basis basics of the book. And what happened was from that, the second book came, which was Culture Shock. So it was like a volume, a series. And the third volume in the series was Reverse Culture Shock when I came back to the States. And from there, I'm like, okay, well, let's try other genres. So I went on to publish a short story. And then I went on to publish a self-help book of sorts titled Chapter 30, when I turned 30 years old, Chapter 30, How to Make Less Regretful Decisions in Your 20s. And that's good. (laughs) Right. I'm like, okay, listen, I made all the mistakes. So my little cousins, my little brother, those who are coming up under me are just behind me. Like, don't make the same mistakes I did. If you can learn anything from my words, that's why I love words, because they are immortal. You can just, you know, they help. They don't, they last. So if you can learn from my words, then um, learn. And from that, I'm like, okay, people are interested in what I have to say. And from my experience with these books, I realized that I didn't really narrow down on my audience yet. So I spent some time doing that. And right now I'm focused on serving aspiring authors and nonfiction authors. So my thing is, I have published these books. I have learned the hard lessons of uh, sharing your words online. And I want to teach other writers who are looking to become published authors as well. I want to teach them how to successfully and how to um, share their stories, their transformative stories with clarity. So it really started with me just, just uploading my book to Amazon one day. And then seven years later, I went back to to what I know. And I started to teach people how to do that and do that effectively. So there's a couple of things I want to, I want to go over with you to break down because that's really good in terms of, does everyone have a transformative story to write a book, mm. you know, <laughs> or is it more so, well, and then I guess because there's also how-to books out there and whatnot, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're, when you're focusing on your clients and they're coming to you and they're saying, I got a book, mm-hmm. you know, tell us about what, what, what are sort of some of the makings of a transformative, transformative story for a book? Great question. Let me start by saying this. I truly believe that everyone has a story. If you're living and breathing, you have a story. Even those who have gone on, they had stories, but I don't 
know that everyone has a book. And I say that only because I feel like stories, um, there, some stories are, you're still in it Some for some people. You're still wow. in your story. Wow. That's so, good. Yeah. As some of the more famous motivational speakers have said, you can't read the label if you're on the inside of the bottle. So you have to get yourself out of the bottle. Um, you have to be um, transformed in your own way. And you have to really, really help others by telling them what you have gone through. You can't do that if you're still going through it. So some people are still in their story. They have it, but they're still in it. So they may not be ready for a book. Now, that being said, how to make it a transformative story. I believe that's what you asked. Yes. That's that's interesting because it takes a little bit of skill, but that's kind of where, I don't want to say that's where I shine, but that's where I love to get my hands dirty because I feel like I'm learning how to master taking a part of an overall story, an idea, and bringing that idea to light for somebody else to learn from. And the the trick is to not focus on what the author has gone through per se, but to focus on how they can help someone else and not go through that same thing. That's how you can make a transformative story. Not focus on what you've gone through, but focus on the lessons that you've learned while going through that so you can help someone else. That's good. That's really good. This aspect of the transformation and then the impact, but even backing up a little bit, you talked about this aspect of niching down and how that was an importance to you. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about what it was like for you to go and sort of experiment with a couple different things and mm-hmm. then how you sort of nailed down to say, all right, this is my lane. And then I'm thinking too for clients, you know, walking them through that process of you too have to niche down. So I want to kind of go from it from your perspective, from your journey and from the client perspective. Well, like I mentioned before, it started with me really blindly walking into this and just publishing. So I would say seven years ago, I did not know my audience. My audience um, was my family and my friends, my loved ones. From then, it sort of maybe turned into or transformed into college students in 2016. That's when I really experimented with shifting my audience. So it was no longer family and friends per se, but I I wrote and published my grammar book titled Look Better in Writing, A Quick and Easy Guide to Punctuation, specifically for college students. So I was in graduate school at the time, and that book was to help us all, myself included, just write those college papers with ease because we all know that we start... I wouldn't say that we procrastinate, but we start a little bit after we sh- where we should have started. With you know it. <laughs> with writing them, right? And knowing that, like, who has the time to go back and forth with Google, learning about semicolons and punctuation marks and, and where to use the uh, dash and where to use the M dash or the M dash, what's the difference between the two, et cetera. So my thing was, okay, if college students are struggling with this, because I know I am, then they may need something that's going to be quick and easy, hence the title, A Quick and Easy Guide to Punctuation. They're going to need something that they can utilize when they're they're getting uh, their words written. So I experimented with that audience, and that was great. I love serving college students, but what really kept me going is more people were were coming to me and saying, hey, you keep writing these books. How can I write a book too? And my thing was, oh, Okay, so it's it's 
more about people wanting to share their own story and less about people wanting to read my words, which is fine. So I pivoted. I pivoted. I went back to my first love. I went back to teaching. And I'm like, okay, let's let's put this together. Let's figure out how we can teach and write at the same time. Oh, okay. I got it. Nonfiction authors like myself who have stories. How can I help them take those ideas from their head and put them onto paper? So that became how I sort of niched down or niched down. That became my audience. And then I went even more specific. I'm like, okay, nonfiction authors, yes. But now I'm really looking into those who are in certain fields, like who are thought leaders in their field, who have um, a, a brand presence, who are really using their book or they're going to use their book in order to really expand their expertise. So it just, as I grow, I niche down. So it doesn't really come when you start, I don't believe. The experience really is what going to is what's going to separate you from the others. That's good. The experience separates you from others. Mm-hmm. So when people are coming to you and they say, I got the story, I'm ready to go, is are you saying to them, all right, let's write? Or what is that process? What is that system uh, yeah. in terms of in terms of that? I used to say, okay, let's go for it. You know, you have a story. Listen, your story needs to be heard. And while I still believe that, I still believe all stories need to be heard. My thing is, where are you in your story? Are you still in it? If so, come back to me when you're, you know, when you're kind of out of it. And of course I say it in more pleasant words than that. But um, I really focus on where the person is in their story. And I think that transformation happened in me first. I had to focus on who I want to serve. And I had to focus on how I wanted to serve them. And my thing was when people are just coming with their stories and they're excited about them, and I think that's great. If they're still in the phase of, I just want to share this, they're going to need a lot more guidance than what I feel like I am, than than I really want to. I don't want to say want to. How do I say this? It's just a different level of service. I'll say that. If a person has overcome and a person is willing to share their story and they're ready to help someone else and not just get there, because some people just want to write a book and just, you know, cross it off their list. And I think that's great. But I've moved from serving that particular audience and to those who really, really want to serve their community and serve their serve their people, serve their tribe. And for that level of service, it requires someone to be in a different type of and a different function of their story. So that's really who I'm focusing on now. I'm focusing on those who are really, really using their story in order to leverage um, their expertise in their field and help others. Mm. So what I'm what I'm hearing is is in terms of whom that you serve, this population of people who are saying, "I have a story," I the story is. It's transformative and I'm using my expertise. I'm using that to leverage and aid in my community versus for others that say, I'm writing this book. That's is it. it. Is that, is that, a, am I hearing you right? And, and can you just break those pieces down? Cause I, I believe what I'm hearing is writing mm-hmm. and being an author. Is that correct? Ooh, you got it. And I don't think I, I, I was trying to explain it that way and you nailed it. So that's it. Thank you for that. That's exactly it. Writing versus becoming an author. Um, so some people just are happy with writing, writing blogs, writing um, social media posts, writing captions, writing for 
magazines and articles, that's still a writer. You're still a writer. You're still sharing stories. And then you have those um, who want to really, really write their story in order to transform lives. And then you have those who simply want to just publish. They want to become a published author. So to me, writing and becoming a writer are just, I don't think that you can really become a writer. We are all writers, but really honing that skill set, that takes, um, what am I looking for? A little bit of personal assessment. You're, you're assessing, okay, what do I want my words to say? What do I mean by these words? Like your words matter. And then published authors, I feel like in, in that realm, you're just looking to complete a goal. So you have completing a goal and then you have really, really focused people who are ready to make an impact with their words. That's the, the differentiation. So it's a little bit of, of more intentionality with uh, going into the authorship lane. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of when you're working with, we're working with authors and you're, you're working with the story, you know, in terms of the process of getting these the chapters and the story, you know, and having all that in order, is there like, is there a science behind that? I've always wondered that. Like, how do people are, how are they really like, choosing what is truly chapter one and what is really like the middle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, is, mm-hmm. is there a science behind that? I don't think that there is a science behind it, but it's funny that you bring that up. In my book, uh, it's sort of meta, the title. It's called How to Write Your First Book, Helping Aspiring Authors Overcome the Book Writing Hurdle. In that book, that workbook, I have what I call a framework, a five-point framework. It's basically a process that's broken down into five steps. And I feel like if there were a science, that would be the science because it's what I've used to write all 10 of my books. I kid you not, including the first one. I I literally went back and I was like, okay, what did I do to write my first book? It was this. Of course, I structured it more and I made it more relevant to other authors, but it was essentially the same process, the same same five-step process. Um, And I also use this process with my clients. And I'm like, hey, this works. How do I know? Because I used it. And once I got those testimonials from my clients and just from people outside of me, because, you know, sometimes I think our stuff is just magic. But I'm like, no, uh, other people have said it works. It works that it works, too. I realized that, okay, this could be one of those things that really, really help aspiring authors get those ideas out of their head, because sometimes we just don't know where to start. And in the book, I talk about setting a goal. That's literally literally the first step. Set a goal. In the goal setting process, it asks you, and I'm prompting you to really think about who do you want to serve? Who is your audience? And if you don't know, who would you like your audience to be? Have you looked on Amazon to look at other books and the genre that you would like to publish under? Um, Are you looking at different categories? Are you looking at the book reviews? What are they saying? Are you looking at how the book cover is making you feel? How are you going to have your book cover? You know, all of that stuff matters and goal setting, because let's say you want to serve kids, it's no sense in looking at books about college or or just adult books, because that may not appeal to K through 12 kids. I'll say K through 12 kids. So you're really looking at a specific group of people and how you're going to serve those people. And you're going to really, really narrow down that before you move on with the book, before you start writing because it's going to help you really, really get your wording together. Because if you're writing to K through 12 kids, for example, you're probably not going to use formal language. No eighth grader is going to care about you using so many big words. You know what I mean? Like they want their 
language to be broken down and to be relatable. So knowing the goal ahead of time, it will prompt you on how to write the book. It will prompt you on how to really serve your audience. So goal setting and then titling your book, arranging your chapters, starting with the editing work and really, really going more into the, I won't, I won't get all the way into it, but really starting with the goal. That's how you get into the science of writing a book. In this aspect of slowing down, because I can imagine that, you know, you, you, you probably ran into, in terms of your clients, you know, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just ready to write and go. But this aspect of slowing down and mm-hmm. saying, okay, I got that you're hyped. I got that you're excited, but we got to set the foundation. And this is what it's, from your framework, it's, it's seeming like you got to have the foundation to know your target audience, know right. your genre, know the impact and know your story. Can you tell us about a, just a favorite project that you've worked on where you've sort of seen that type of light bulb go off? Good question. I would honestly say the Look Better in Writing book. I knew from the jump that I wanted to serve college students. I knew that I wanted to serve students like me. I was my target market. I was my target audience because I was in school writing those papers at the last minute. And the time that it took for me to research how to use punctuation was taken away from the time of me actually getting my words out and onto the computer screen. So me knowing my my audience, me setting the goal ahead of time, and then in the goal setting, I, I didn't say this in the, the beginning, um, setting a deadline. So that's a part of the goal setting, setting a deadline, because we all know if we don't set a deadline, it's just like a wish. It's like, okay, that's cute. Uh, whenever it'll happen, it'll happen. So it's just kind of like, uh-huh. But if you set a deadline, it makes it more real. And as people, we're, we're likely to complete things that have a deadline. So that really helps you also with your timeline and working with other people because book writing is a lot. Writing and publishing a book is a lot to consider. You're, you have to consider editors. You have to consider book designers. You have to consider uh your interior formatters, like all of that matters. And they have their own deadlines and their own timelines. So setting a goal, setting a deadline, figuring out your genre, because some genres don't call for as many words as others. So if you're writing a short story, you don't have to worry about writing 50,000 words like you would if you're going to write a novel. But you would only know that if you set a goal in the beginning, because the word count matters when it comes to genre. Genre is something that you should figure out in the beginning. That's in your goal setting step. So it's really, really important that, you know, authors, aspiring authors really tackle the goal setting because it really makes the book writing process a little more fluid, a little easier. And that was is what really happened with the Look Better in Writing book. I wrote that book, I want to say, in about four weeks or so. And it was wow. out and published. It was out and published. Four weeks. Then, yeah. I was crystal clear on who I wanted to serve. I was crystal clear on my goal. Crystal clear knocked it out, wrote it, sent it off to the publisher, and I, I got going. And I, I my goal was to get it into every college campus that I could. So yeah, and I republished it actually. Black Friday of this year, that's crazy. Wow, it's been four years, exactly. Republished it Black Friday of this year, and it's now a workbook, meaning you can actually work inside of it after every chapter of the punctuation mark. Um, I give like a little question and answer type of situation. And I have an answer key, so you can have that enriched learning and see if you really do know what I was talking about when I was talking That's about really semicolons. Cool. <laughs> so yes, me being crystal clear is what helped me have 
a less overwhelming book writing book writing process. And so in terms of how you serve your clients as as a editor, as a coach editor, so the you have the writing piece and then right after that is the editing or is it do you do it in conjunction? Ooh, no, Ashley. No. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I am so against writing and editing at the same time. It doesn't even make any sense how much I'm against that. And I say that because I think they both require their own creative skill set. And when you mix the two, it's like you're you're limiting each of them. And I feel like they should flourish on their own. Like let the creative juices flow in your writing process and let them flow in your editing process. You need to get all of your words out first before you worry about editing because you may mess around and edit something that probably could have been very, very essential in your piece, but writing and editing at the same time, your mind is is confused. So you're just adding and deleting at the same. It's like writing three words and then taking away two. So in my in my mind, it is. It's like no, just let the words flow. It's fine. Your first draft is probably going to suck, and that's okay. Just accept that and move on. And after you have your first draft then go back and massage the words a little bit, edit it a little bit, and then try it again. Um, Eventually, you're going to send it off to a professional editor if you can, if your resources will allow. But writing and editing at the same time, no, 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 no. Respect each process. Treat each process like it's its own process because it is. Period. (laughs) And that's that's one period. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that's really... That's really good because I do catch myself in between doing both. I'll just write a couple sentences and they'll be like, no, just kidding. And then I go back. But again, that also adds time. You that know, is you, true. You you add on time with that. Mm-hmm. And so in your, in just in your experience in terms of, you know, speaking with uh, authors and, you know, people coming and saying, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to write this book. What sort of advice do you give people? Uh, before they even kind of come to you in in really kind of, you know, getting this process going, what sort of advice do you give people? Honestly, I do give the goal setting advice like, hey, what's your goal when um, you're writing the book or after you finish writing the book? That's typically the first thing I say. If someone says, if I were to be a stranger, hey, I heard that you help with books. I heard, I heard that you're a book coach, you're a book editor. Girl, I'm ready to write my book. My My response is typically, oh, sweet. Congratulations. So what's the goal? Like, what are you going to, what do you think you're going to do? What do you think you're going to accomplish after writing the book? Typically that stumps people. Like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm going to publish it. That's going to be crossed off my to-do list. And it's like, oh, cool. Okay. So have you planned on really marketing your book to corporations or churches? You know, the four C's, what is it? Corporations, colleges, churches, or community centers. And they're like, uh, well, <laughs> and it's always like, uh, Oh, okay, cool. Have you thought about becoming an Amazon bestseller or a New York Times bestseller? I mean, that's not everyone's goal, but is it yours? Well, not really. Oh, okay. Are you going to publish on Amazon at all? Yeah, of course. Oh, are you going to publish on Barnes and Noble as well? Are you going to publish in your local library? Oh, really? Okay. How many pages are you looking to publish? What's the word count? I I literally go there because I want people to know that this is a big thing. It's not overwhelming. It doesn't have to be. But this is a big goal. And I want you to take it seriously because words matter. I'm very passionate about words because words live on forever. They're immortal. So be be conscious about be conscious about the words that you're putting out because those words have to live on. I'm not going to help you just put out words just to put them out. No, words mean stuff. That's in the Bible. (laughs) 
That's true. That's that's so true. The impact of the words and, and really being able to mm-hmm. to center someone to say, you know, you know, here's here's my uh, rapid fire 60 questions for you. Right, you right, start, right. Before you start the process. But again, that's so good to think about what happens afterwards uh, because you have it and it's published. So then what's the plan of action afterwards? Is that is that a part of also your services that you provide? Do you provide referrals? You know, do you help with giving helping people with ideas around that? I do help with ideas around that. Now I don't focus on that, like the marketing post publishing. I really focus on focus on the goal setting. Of course, in that I really uh, prompt authors to talk about what they want to do with the book afterwards. But I don't focus on that too much. I literally are not literally, but I generally referred to like brand strategists. I have one that I work with closely um, so they can help take the author to the next step. And I do recommend that authors try both services. That way they can get more ROI and bang for their buck so they can actually make those book sales to make that and have a marketable book. That's the key. Have a marketable book because sometimes you're just publishing and just sharing your story. Okay, outside of your loved ones, who else wants to read it? And this is not a shade thing. I'm just experience. That's the best teacher. I'm learning. I'm teaching from my experience and from my clients' experiences. Like, great. You publish your book. Awesome. Who's reading it? It's not marketable. None of the four C's want it. The churches, the colleges, the corporations, the community centers. Like, how 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 are you going to market to this book? How can you sell it in bulk? How can you present it at a vendor fair? You know what I mean? How can you go in at a conference and really make this thing work? You can't because you didn't think about the marketability of the book and the goal setting. The foundation matters. And I have to say it again. And that's on period. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on period. (laughs) That's good, though. That's really good. Getting this foundation is so critical. And so I want to, you know, as we wrap up, I really want to, uh, you know, really speak to the words community out there and especially those that, you know, are listening to this podcast and are saying, okay, you know, I really feel like I'm ready to do this, you know? So what are, what are some of those words that, you know, that you uh, would give to those people, you know, they need to have that foundation, but a lot of times people just need to sort of just get up and go. Uh, What sort of advice would you give those individuals? The individuals that need to just get up and go? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would say, because I know that person, that individual, that market, that they're executors, they're doers. So I get it. I get it. They don't want to spend a lot of time with all of the research and all of the behind the scenes. I totally understand that. My advice would be to think ahead. So you're going to you're gonna take action anyway, because that's the type of person you are. And that's great. We love the doers. We need the doers. But think ahead. Think of Think of the visionary. What would they do? How would they present their book? And think about how your audience would receive your book. Would they receive a book that they can tell is just, you know, not well thought out? Would they receive a book that is not really focused? There's not a lot of attention to detail? Probably not. So think ahead while you're doing, because you're going to do. While you're doing, think ahead. And in your thinking ahead, go ahead and consider some of the things that your audience would like and consider what they wouldn't like. And while you're working, implement more things that you think they would like and try to steer away from the things that they wouldn't. So you can think while you're working and typically executors and people who act, people who do that type of person, 
they can multitask. So while you're thinking and while you're working, rather, think ahead. That's good. That is really good. Think while you work ahead. Now, you yes. know, where can people find you? Because I know there's going to be tons of people that are going to want to say, I got to talk to you because I'm ready yes. to go. Yes. If you're ready to go, you can definitely find me on my personal website. That's nharv.com. N as in Naila, H-A-R-V as in Victor.com. On that website, you will see the book that I was talking about earlier, earlier, How to Write Your First Book, Helping Aspiring Authors Overcome the Book Writing Hurdle. That is on there under the books section. And then also you'll see under the services, book editing, that service, as well as my book coaching program. So both of those services are on the NHARP website. That's the business. And then my brand, I'm proud of my baby, the Look Better in Writing brand. That's the community. That is your words community of sorts. So that is at lookbetterinwriting.com. There you will find the Look Better in Writing podcast. Yes, we have a podcast podcast um, talking about all things writing and grammar. The Look Better in Writing website in general is a resource hub for all things writing and grammar. Podcasts, blog posts, and then you have the grammar book, the updated grammar book from this past Black Friday, Look Better in Writing, A Quick and Easy Guide to Punctuation. So whether it's inharv.com, which all of my social media is inharv.com, so it's all, all the same, or Look Better in Writing, and again, all of that social media is Look Better in Writing, all the same, I can be found inharv.com or look better in writing. Excellent. And we will have all of your links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Naila, for coming on to the podcast. And I just look forward to connecting with you soon. This has been fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you guys. Happy writing and happy publishing. All right. We'll see you guys for the next episode. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I also would love to know, what did you like about this episode? So send me a direct message on Instagram at Ashley Schuler underscore. I'd love to know your thoughts. Until next time, I'll see you at the next episode.